Gunslinger, gunslinger, this is Magnum 6. Fire mission, over. High explosive, fire for effect. Grid, Echo, Sierra, Niner, 2, Tree, Niner, Fower, Fife, over. What a lovely fucking war. Splash out. Tavarish, welcome back to the Escalation 1985 podcast. I am your host, Peter Bell, and joining me today is Lucas Parham and Sebastian Larson. Hello. What a lovely fucking war. That that intro was just awesome. I can't cannot wait to see how our game's gonna sound, and that's just a specific you know, a little bite of some of the sound effects that were kind of put into one, uh, in uh, one recording. That so you can get an idea of what the game yeah. is going to sound like. Yeah. And that uh, the um, the uh, voice actor um, in the artillery center. That's uh, our friend Will, and he uh, was a real life RTO in the war in Afghanistan. So he's the real deal. It doesn't get more real than that. And the uh, other guy uh, calling in for for artillery fire is uh, Pete Peterson, who's a voice actor out of uh, Ruston, New York. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's great that we actually have someone who actually has military experience to, you know, you know, be our voice actor. Because I mean, he was, you know, you know, he fought that war and he was and he knew what it was like to send orders under combat. So I think he's, you know, perfect for voice Absolutely. acting. Absolutely, and he has a nice uh, voice as well. So it it really works well. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, very happy about that. So we have some questions from our Patreons. First question of the day is from Christopher. He says, just jumped on here as my first Patreon sub. Yay. Anyhow, are you guys looking into adding period correct optics for rifles? For example, AKS-74N with IP-78, IP-29, PGO for RPG, but commonly seen used by Soviet forces in Afghanistan. Or will this be a special treat only? So yeah, um, night vision and thermals uh, and scopes uh, where they're applicable. So where they would have been in real life. Uh, so you have like the senior rifleman in the Soviet squads. He would probably have a night vision uh, device. Uh, some of the Americans would have them. Uh, other factions might not have had them. Um, scopes on the RPGs and sniper rifles would have had them. But most everybody would have had uh, iron sight. Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to overdo it. Uh, optics and scopes on everyone is more of a modern thing. And uh, back in the '80s, uh, it was more so only given to those who needed it, specialized. Mm. Yeah, and they they didn't have the uh, kind of budgets that they have today. <laughs> yeah. And all the technology. And I mean, this this technology was very young at the time. Like, for instance, night vision. So it was super expensive and and bulky and weighed a lot and was probably very ineffective. Not practical for a combat situation. Yeah, and in many cases fragile as well, which isn't something you want, you know, used by soldiers. <laughs> I've got a buddy who has an IP-58 uh, that breaks <laughs> a lot. <laughs> He's been having to repair it, so I can only imagine what yeah. the Soviets had to go through in Afghanistan to actually get it in working condition. Yeah. 
and you have something that uh, doubles the weight of the weapon and it sits awkwardly and you can't see and it doesn't really function probably more on the way in most uh, yeah. in most cases than not uh, but uh, we're, we're going to simulate that as closely as we can to uh, to these things so luckily we have access to some of these scopes and, uh, and sites and some will grab from video what we have um, we uh, I'm talking to some museums here and there and uh, maybe they uh, have some of the stuff so let's see let's see what we can do we're going to try our best at, at least to make it, it as realistic as possible but most of Good all stuff. people will have eyes. Uh, Christopher also asks uh, will you have a zoom system similar to Red Orchestra 2 or perhaps more like Rising Storm 2 Vietnam and the answer to that is yeah yeah we will yeah um and he also asks, also for the Soviets, will you have political officers as morale boosters? I'm mainly referring to the Red Army book, but also Red Storm Rising for this situation. And the answer again is yes, uh, the political officer will have a massive uh, morale boosting uh, effect on his troops uh, and those around him. Um, and we're trying with the idea of him also have like an ability where if, if he sees somebody who needs a little bit of a... a a kick up the rear or, or, or some help with his morale he can go and talk to them but you know it's, it might get complicated or stupid but we are trying with the idea at least but yeah the political officer will have a massive boosting uh, effect and we're also trying with the idea of doing something might be a little bit too cliche but having like the british officer if he's using a pistol and standing upright in the face of danger massive morale booster but we can see you know it might be just a little bit silly but let's see Closing his questions, he says, Godspeed, guys. This looks friggin' awesome. <laughs> Next question from Owen. How will infantry ballistics work? Will we expect some in-depth body armor for infantry and realistic damage to it? And yeah, here we are going to do a, a physics calculation based on the speed and uh, mass uh, of the uh, and bullets of, and uh, the bullets will then look at where what it's hitting is their um, armor how thick is it and then try and calculate uh, how much damage is going to happen at that point okay he also asked uh, if we can go a little bit into detail on the medic system um yeah medics can uh, see how uh, severe uh, bleeding is heart rate and health status of uh, wounded players and uh, he carries uh, different kind of equipment to help people and it's going to be a very simple sort of a um, healing system, uh, but uh, it's going to be more involved, like it, compared to uh, something like a BF1, where it's like a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for instance, uh, there'll be a, you know, you can do CPR and try to not hide how awful that would be. And then uh, also uh, chemical antidotes. Uh, Lucas, if you want to expand a little bit on that. Yeah. So um, throughout the Cold War, both. Uh, NATO and Warsaw Pact armies carried um, injectors of atropine and other various chemicals to deal with uh, chemical weapons. Um, obviously, exposure to chemical weapons is very dangerous and lethal, uh, and soldiers carried their own, but medics always carried more, and they carried more advanced versions as well. Um, for example, uh, for most of NATO, they were using auto-injectors. The Warsaw Pact were mostly using uh, syringes that you'd have to inject yourself, but uh, they would uh, help you after exposure, you mask up, and then you inject to uh, not die and to uh, get rid of the effects. And what if you take too many? Warsaw Pact nations typically issued two to three, and NATO nations also two to three. Um, 
you would use one injection on exposure and after a certain amount of time, if the effects were still around, you'd use a second one and repeat for the third time. After you've used three, you do not use any more because you don't have any more. Like I said, the medic carries more, but the medic would not give you more unless a very severe case because too much of it will kill you. Um, and another risk is if you inject without being exposed, that will also have very serious effects. It will most likely be lethal. Um, it, it will give you a heart attack. Uh, this stuff is like, it gives you a big rush and it uh, undoes what the chemicals do. But if you inject it without being exposed, it makes your heart beat really fast and will give you a heart attack. Oh. Uh, same as if you use too much of it. So you have to be very careful with them. They're very dangerous. They'll save you, but they can also kill you. So, Owen asks as well, uh, what about destructible environments? Yeah, and here we're looking at this uh, sort of uh, set-piece destructions they have in Battlefield 1 for inspiration. Uh, so, it works well with nice effects, a little bit of smoke and mirrors, it's beautiful. And that's probably what we're going to do. Um, we're trying with other ideas, again, those experiments, we might do something more elaborate, but set piece destruction you know that looks good and 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 it's kind of uh you know hollywoodish is what we're going for awesome stuff also will we be able to construct any defenses like trenches or sandbag walls and that's another yes so uh the engineers can build barbed wire and do sandbag walls uh and we're looking into trenches not sure exactly how we're going to go about those but uh we're looking at different options but at least barbed wire and sandbag walls and yeah, of course, everything we've just, you know, touched base on about is subject to testing. I mean, anything could change from here on. Um, so nothing nothing really concrete except for really the idea of having it. Mm. Yeah, and one thing to, uh, to uh, point out here, only the engineers will be able to build stuff. So we want to have people do combat and not uh, stand around building uh, bases and uh, playing Minecraft. <laughs> So, in other news, uh, we have just uploaded a few pictures of our new MiG-25 uh, asset. Um, beautiful. Looks absolutely stunning. Uh, you can see it on our website in the latest updates. Um, the contest for the Panzerfaust 44 is almost over, so if you are, you know, hoping on, you know, winning the contest, please send over all the information you can about the weapon and uh, we will view it and make a decision. Um, yeah, I did the uh, uh, Danish uh, machine pistol M49, which is uh, a development of the uh, uh, Swedish uh, K, the M45 Carl Gustav machine uh, pistol, a uh, submachine gun, and uh, I can't find the uh, any reference to the rear sight. I just can't find it anywhere. So if anybody has an M49 lying around, uh, please tell me. Not. The Swedish one, I can, that's that's different. The, the Danes made so many changes to the M45, so it's entirely different. And um, yeah, I'm almost done with the M49 pistol Neuhausen, which is also known as the SIG P210. And, uh, and I'm almost done with it. Patrons have been very helpful helping me with that. Um, and I can't wait to show those off. So they should be done this weekend or early next week as well. So that's super exciting. And we'll have all those to show on the website. Exactly. On the next episode, we'll talk about Cabbage Patch Kids and Gremlins and ride our DeLoreans into the neon sunset. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.